Hello, I'm Gary Fogle, and welcome to my podcast, Kentucky Sports Memories, where I take a look at memorable moments in Kentucky sports history. If you were with me last week, uh, you heard my podcast on Irvin Stepp, a basketball scoring legend in Eastern Kentucky, graduated in 1980 from Phelps High School in Eastern Kentucky, and was just an unbelievable scorer. By the way, if you didn't hear that podcast, you can go back and play it and uh, listen to it on my website. You'll find it there, which is KentuckySportsMemories.com, and uh, you can hear that. But anyway, uh, just to summarize, uh, Irvin Stepp, his senior year, well, his junior year, he averaged just under 50 points per game, which is pretty amazing. He comes back his senior year and averages nearly 54 points per game. And if you combine those two seasons, his junior and senior year, that is the highest two-season average by any basketball player in U.S. history on any level in the entire country. That's amazing. You might think, well, maybe Wilt Chamberlain had a better two-season average. No, Wilt Chamberlain's best year in the NBA was 1961-62, where he averaged 50.4 points per game. It's pretty amazing, but the year before that, he averaged a little over 38. The year after he averaged 50 a game, he averaged just over 44. So his two-season average was not as good as Irvin Stepp's two-season average, which was just a little over 50 a game. Same with Pete Maravich. He averaged, again, an amazing score, and his best years were in college. His his best season in the NBA was 31 points per game. But in, his, in college, as a sophomore, he averaged almost 44. As a uh, sophomore, he couldn't play as a freshman back when he played college ball. Freshmen were not eligible for varsity. So his sophomore year, he averaged almost 44 a game. His junior year, he averaged 44.2. And his senior year, he averaged 44.5. So he did not have a two-season average that matched Urban Step. So again, Urban Step had the best two-season average of any player in U.S. basketball history on any level, high school, college, or pro, averaged more than 50 points per game for that two-year average. Pretty amazing. Something else amazing about Urban Stepp is he holds the single-game scoring record in every high school gym he ever played. So let's say he played one game at some high school gym he holds that, <laughs> he holds the scoring record for that gym, and for every gym we ever played in in high school. That too is amazing. So anyway, he was my subject last week, and if you missed that podcast, you want to hear our conversation in its entirety again on my website. Click on the archives tab on my website, and you can hear my complete conversation with Irvin Stepp. Tying into that, the on that theme. We are this week talking with another basketball scoring legend and who also happens to be from Eastern Kentucky. And this is um, Jerry Grigsby. She played uh, high school basketball in the late, mid to late 70s and uh, she graduated from McDowell High School in 1977. She was uh, Kentucky's Miss Basketball that year. Her scoring was unbelievable as well. And uh, what's interesting about her is because of Title IX, Girls High School basketball wasn't reinstated in Kentucky until 1974, which is uh, when um, she was a sophomore in high school. I don't know if you know, but 
High school basketball for girls did exist earlier in the 1900s. They played from 1919 to 1932, did the girls. Then in 1932, after that, it was disbanded. I don't know why. I don't know if it had something to do with the funding. I don't know if it had to do with the Depression. I have no idea. But in 1932, girls' high school basketball was dropped and didn't return until the passage of Title IX. Um, and so that was the 1974-75 season. And uh, Jerry Grigsby was a sophomore in high school that year. So she had a three-year career at McDowell High School, and she was an amazing scorer. Her junior year, she averaged 45.8 points per game. Her senior year, she averaged 49.6. And her senior year ranks her number one all-time in scoring in Kentucky girls high school basketball. Um, nobody, nobody has surpassed that record. And her junior year ranks her number three all-time scoring in one season for uh, Kentucky girls high school basketball. So again, she was an amazing scorer. She still ranks uh, very high in a lot of national categories. That single season uh, point total of over 1,800 points, 1976-77, ranks her uh, nationally in that uh, category. Uh, she had a single game high of 81 points. Uh, that still ranks number one in Kentucky. No, no female has scored more than her that 81 points she had in one game, and it ranks her fifth all-time in the nation. So Jerry Grigsby, quite the player for McDowell High School in Far Eastern Kentucky. So I had a chance to catch up and have a conversation with her. I'm going to say it, and you tell me if it's accurate. Many would call you the first female basketball legend in Kentucky. Is that a fair statement? I could see some people saying that. I know that uh, Donna Murphy was uh, the first Miss Basketball, so she was a year ahead of me. But I, I would gladly share that uh, title with uh, Donna Murphy. But I was part of that group that uh, we we were fortunate enough to play. Title IX had passed, and, and uh, I got that chance to play. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm going to ask you about that. Title IX passes. Women's basketball in Kentucky had existed back in like the teens and early 20s, and then it discontinued. So didn't come back until the fall of 74, or the winter, I guess, of 74, which was your sophomore year. So by, right. by sheer luck, you make that window, I mean, a few years later, and you would have never played, and, and a lot of people, no, no offense, would have never heard of you. That's, that's part of it. Uh, no, I was just lucky. I, I did grow up in a basketball family. You know, my dad, Pete Jr., had uh, he was an all-state player, uh, actually played for UK, although he tells people he had the best seat in the house at Rupp, uh, I mean, at Memorial Coliseum. Uh, he was on that 53-54 team that went undefeated. So I did grow up. He became a high school coach. So, uh, you know, as a little girl, I watched – him coach and run practices and listen to strategy and and when people weren't noticing I was uh, learning to dribble and shoot myself so um, I think though so, you know I don't know had there not been a girls basketball I might have played on the boys team but we'll never know will we <laughs> but, I, I, but I really was lucky uh, I mean at one, I, I do know that a lot of the parochial schools and some of the schools in Louisville 
had girls programs, but it wasn't until Title IX on a federal level, and then you know, Kentucky followed and passed statutes that required a girls' state tournament, that kind of thing. So uh, it was really special to be part of that. Um, I, I tell people uh, the, the story of the very first game that McDowell uh, played. It was on uh, November 1st. Uh, in 19, I think that would have been 74, and the uh, little McDowell gym was, it was the kind of, it's like the old Wayland gym, which still stands, the McDowell gym is no longer there, but it looked like a barn, big barn, and it was packed, and I think people were uh, excited, but I think mostly curious to see if girls could play, and I don't think we disappointed too much. Did you play organized basketball prior to high school? Did you play on a boys' team in middle school or anything? No, um, I just, um, you know, I, I played uh, little pickup games and uh, nothing organized until that very first game, November 1st. Uh, I, I, um, which made it, in a way, uh, Exciting and, and uh, for me, um, not having no idea going into that first game or that first season of, of what I could or would do. Uh, you know, I uh, again grew up watching dad uh, coach and others play, but you know, trained a lot. And I just assumed that every other girl in the state would be practicing three to five hours a day. <laughs> Did you enjoy playing pickup ball against the guys when you were younger? Oh, yeah. It was wonderful. In fact, I laughed at there. There tend to be, uh, there were two types. Uh, sometimes there were some that I knew that they, they might not like the thought of a girl, uh, you know, showing them up. And, and those are the ones you, you gave a little head and shoulder fake, and they go in the air and <laughs> lay it in. And then the others at first might have been a little timid at first to, to guard a girl. But in McDowell, um, it was a real healthy, by and large, the guys didn't think much about it. Um, and, and I do think the early years of, of basketball for girls in the 70s, you, you had people like me that kind of grew up playing, you know, dirt court uh, against the guys. It just wasn't official. There weren't, you know, uniforms and people keeping stats. You are, in girls' high school basketball, you're the third all-time leading scorer. And the two you rank behind, no offense, they're very talented players, but they got to play, I think, as early as seventh grade on the varsity. So they got five or six years of, of being able to play varsity basketball. You only got the chance to play three years. I mean, had you played as a freshman or an eighth grader, there's no telling how many points you would have. You may still be number one on that list. <laughs> well, you see, those are the things you just don't know. Uh, and and that's, we can have fun with that. Uh, I can just tell you in three years, I did as much as I could. Uh, you know, I was uh, grew up uh, being taught by my dad and watching that, you know, when you were out there playing, you just gave everything you had. Uh, every second was precious, and, and uh, I, like I said, I, I think I got a lot done in three years. I'm, I'm going to give you a hard time a little bit. 
your senior year, you averaged 49.6 points per game. Right. So could you not have scored just a few more to get up to 50? <laughs> well, you may have to ask my old high school coach. His name is Johnny Ray Turner. He's, in fact, he's a senator. I, I, tell, I kid people, and I, I, that's how he got his start was coaching me. But I'll give you one story. The, um, the game that I did score 81 points in a single game, Johnny, Johnny Ray was my coach. And he, in fact, had played basketball under my father uh, earlier at McDowell. The joke was is that um, he, he tells folks they took me out with about two minutes to go. And I, I, my version of, the, of that story is more like five or six minutes. So we, I think the truth is somewhere in between. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, uh, 49 points something, I guess I could have hit 50. But, <laughs> you know, some of those things we were beating pretty bad, and, and uh, so uh, I, I had the uh, the bench, uh, so I can't, can't complain too much about it. You, you talk about the 81 points in one game. I was going right. to touch on that because I uh, I talked with Urban Stepp, and his his career high in one game was 75, right. and you know, I was amazed by that, and I thought, well, I'm going to talk to Jerry, and her high was 81. Uh did you have any clue during the course of that game at how many points you were, like you were getting up to that kind of a number? Um, you know, it's kind of hard to remember. I do remember it was uh, it was on December 11th and 75, I think. It was my brother's birthday, and we were playing Feds Creek. That's in Pike County. And I remember the first half that it seemed like everything I shot was going in. In fact, Heading in, uh, into halftime with a few seconds to go, I threw up a shot from midcourt. And I'm not exaggerating there. It was midcourt. It went in. Uh, of course, that was before the three-point shot, so that, that should have been a three in today's world. Uh, so I, I kind of think I was getting close in the 70s because at that time there was a, a girl named Peggy Gay but I think it scored 70-something in a game. In fact, I, uh, Peggy has passed away, and uh, a lot of people, she was well thought of. Uh, uh, I, I believe she was from an Eastern Kentucky girl as well. So I, I think, uh, I, I, I believe I remember some people saying I was in the 70s. So I, I think once I hit 81, Johnny Ray took me out. Well, speaking of the 81, by the way, it's still tops in Kentucky. Most points in a, in a game by a female player, high school player in Kentucky, still tops. Nobody's ever topped it. Uh, it ranks fifth in the country uh, for, for a female player. So it's still way up there in the record books. You touched on the three-point shot. How many points do you think you would have scored? I mean, there's no way of knowing, obviously. But I asked Urban Step this question as well. Uh, and he, he made a good comment. He said, you know, you could go back and look and see where he shot from to see yeah. how many would have been three-pointers today. But he would have also somewhat have changed his game with the three-point line, you know, taking more of those shots, knowing that they're worth more points. How many more, just brainstorming, do you think you would have scored had the three-point line been in effect when you played? You know, I, I tend to agree with Irvin. I think that uh, it might have changed, you know, my way of playing. Uh, I know with me that uh, I drove to the basket as much as I could. I mean, if there's an opening, 
you know, why not uh, get close in, make a shot, get fouled? Um, I, I do, besides that one half-court shot, you know, I remember it, it depended on what the defense gave you. If, certainly if they slacked off you, you were going to pop up and, and, and hit a, a short jump or mid-ranger kind of thing. Um, there was one story I, I do remember against Prestonsburg that um, they uh, I was in the very deep corner, and and the the high school coach from Prestonsburg yelled at his players, say back up, she won't shoot that, or she she can't make that shot, and they backed up, they gave me a shot, and I threw it up there, it went right in, and I I remember running by the coach and said, listen, I'll take that shot anytime. <laughs> so, <laughs> But it's, it's kind of funny the little things you remember uh, about your career. Uh, but I would, you know, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know because I think it would have changed my game. I think I would have worked a whole lot on it. Um, but then again, you know, the defensive that they could have put even more people on me. So driving would have been the the alternative anyway. It would have been nice to know. I do. Um, I think the three has changed the games. I think it's exciting in general that a team can come back. You're never totally out of the game if there's a three. Uh, sometimes I've seen some high school games where it looks like all the players have decided to stand outside that three and just pop up. And, and um, uh, I, I don't know, in some ways, it's taken away that mid-range uh, game. So, um that's a really long answer to say I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's quite all right. Yeah. You talked about people turning out to games when uh, you, you started playing high school ball, just right. sort of out of curiosity for the girls' game because girls' game had not been around until Title IX. Uh, right. How many fans you think turned out because they had heard about you, your scoring legend, and said, hey, we got to go check this girl out. we got to see what she's all about. Did you play in front of packed houses is, I guess, my question. Uh, I've played in a lot of packed houses. I think especially tournament time. Um, and I do, I remember hearing after games, uh, and it would get back to me that people would come just to see me play. Uh, at the same time, you know, in Eastern Kentucky in the 70s, late 70s, uh, you know, I, I, I can't say, uh, there, there wasn't a whole lot else to do. <laughs> probably didn't have all the distractions that you do you have today and I know in McDowell um, after each game I would have all the the locals who they would come up and they would certainly give me advice on how to be better or how to change this and that and and I would listen politely and sometimes they had good suggestions some not and and I do think that uh uh, especially in McDowell, I, I think everyone felt that they were a part of the girls' team and also me personally. So, um, yeah, I do think there were folks who came out to see to see me play. Your offense in high school, was it just totally geared? Did you guys run plays? I asked this of Irvin as well. I said, Irvin, and I ask you, did you all run plays or was it kind of get the ball to Jerry and get out of her way? We did some patterns offensively. If we if we couldn't score on a fast break, though, so so we did run some things. Primarily for me, uh, you know, oftentimes I had one or two or three chasers on me. So uh, if uh, I'd give the ball up, 
and then run off maybe a screen which would leave maybe one or two girls on me, which then, you know, uh, that was open. I could take the shot. But overall, the, the, the team I was on, we scored, um, you know, I averaged almost 50, but overall we scored in the 80s. So we were a high-scoring team, and which made a lot of fun. I told people we, we were playing patino ball before there was a patino. <laughs> you scored... Uh... 45.8 points per game as a junior, yeah. and as I mentioned, almost 50 as a senior. When you were going through this, did you realize how special or how magical that was, or did it did it not dawn on you? I don't think it really dawned on me. I mean, when you're 17, 18 years old, um, all I knew was that I was going out there and I was going to play as hard as I could. I... I, I, I from an early age, um, I've always been a real hard worker in whatever I've done. I tell people, even today, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Uh, so, um, uh, my, I just gave it everything I had. And at that time, I think uh, I was probably focused on always getting better. So, uh, after a, a, an average game of <laughs> 47 or 8, I'd sometimes be more upset about the one, you know, few shots I, I missed. So I was always striving to be better, and I probably, uh, probably didn't enjoy it as much as I could have. Uh, I think as you get older, you look back, and I know for me now, I look back and I said, "Dad, on, how did I score that many points?" <laughs> so, so at the time, I didn't. I, I think, and part of it's just because the girls' basketball was so new, and and and. Really, the, the, the main excitement for me was just really getting able to put on a uniform and get up there and run and, and dribble that basketball. Did you, at the time, have little girls tell you that you were an inspiration to them, or even years later have women, grown women, come to you and say when they were little girls that you inspired them? I, I, was, I still to this day have uh, uh, girls or, or at least mothers of children, girls who are playing. Uh, when I get back and I watch, you know, McDowell's zone has been consolidated, but when I get to go back to watch Ford Central and some other teams that, uh, um, then that's very special. I've also not just girls, but uh, guys and, and uh, relatives and cousins uh, who watched and, and, uh, and, you know, they saw what hard work uh, what that could do, um, and and so uh, that that means a whole lot to me. But yes, they have. I don't use the term legend loosely or flippantly, but you you are a, considered a legend in high school basketball in the state. Do you like that? It's kind of cool, you know. I, I think at one time, Gary, I, I, there was a period of, you know, I spent several years, and I'm an attorney. And I spent several years in Washington, D.C., and, and for a while, um, uh, I, there, there was a period I didn't want to be just the basketball player or to be have that label, and, um, and and for a while, it was kind of nice to be a little bit anonymous, though uh, so I moved back in, to Kentucky in, in 1998, and... Uh, there is something special uh, I, that's very much a part of who I am. It's not completely who I am, um, but I, um, I've 
learned to embrace it and be uh, joyful about it because uh, there is, there was and is true joy in playing ball and sports and being part of a team. I don't play uh, basketball today. I, I do, you know, stay fit. Uh, but even in my work, um, all of the, the aspects of uh, being part of a team, uh, giving, uh, playing your role, uh, helping others uh, succeed. Uh, it, you not, may not be scoring a basket, but you're getting a project done. You're helping people. You're solving issues for others. Um, that's all part of the joy of life. So yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I'm now even. I think now the older I've gotten, I appreciate that uh, label. Well, you touched on something that I was going to ask later, but I go ahead and ask in how you talked about you don't play anymore. I was going to ask whether you do. So. I'll ask it in a in a different way. When's the last time you played a game? Whether it was just just pickup. I, I I think I played in my thirties and forties. So a pickup game, it's probably been at least ten years. Uh, but you know, if you gave me a couple hours to practice and shoot a few shots, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I am a little competitive still, just in different ways. Just the competitive juices would come back. Yeah, yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> All right, so after high school, you go on and play college ball, and competition's right. a little tougher there. So talk about that a little bit, your college career. Well, early on, and of course, you know, it, it's still very new. I get offered scholarships, you know, all over the place. Uh, but, you know, I, I was, uh, I love my home and family, and Kentucky is where I ended up playing. Uh I became uh, more of a point guard, a playmaker, a role player. Uh, I spent three years there. I ended up playing my fourth year at Western Kentucky, which I loved. Uh, I tell people I was a one and done in a different way. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if anything, I, um, I left the game um, satisfied. Um, and back then, there was really there was no... Um, real prospect of playing professionally so I, I wanted to get as much out of those four years of college as I could I left my uh, college career satisfied that I'd become really a complete player um, some aspects of my game that I thought weren't as strong uh, in high school I became a better passer a much you know, a better defender all those things that make you a ball player. So, um, but, but, but again, it was kind of at the time, uh, you, uh, the, the girls, you went there, you, you played, uh, and you also got a degree, which I'm glad I did. And um, those years were very joyful, too. Some lifelong friends that I still have uh, came from that time. Uh, it was wonderful to be part of the early days of um, college basketball and women. Uh, in fact, the first few years, we weren't even part of the NCAA. The, the merger didn't happen until, I think, my junior year. Uh, we didn't have a – we weren't in an SEC conference. You played, a, you, you played your other state uh, colleges and went to a regional um, so yeah, it was, uh, but it was exciting to be a part of that. It wasn't, some things weren't very glamorous. We did most of our trips in vans or 
buses. Um, uh, we were, uh, you know, we didn't have all those uh, special places with academic advisors and tutors and all that kind of thing. You know, we just, uh, uh, we, we did things like study on our own, and uh, but it, it was still a very special time. After college basketball, you go on, you get your law degree, and right. so so, exactly what are you doing these days? I am, uh, well, I'm an attorney, and I am currently the chief of staff of the uh, Kentucky Finance Administration Cabinet, so uh, we're working extremely hard, and that's why I've been so busy, <laughs> because with this current uh, pandemic going on. There's a lot that we're doing to uh, try to keep uh, Kentuckians safe and, and healthy. And uh, the finance cabinet, we support um, you know, all the other state employees making uh, procuring things that are needed. That's what I've been doing these days. I, I'm uh, mostly telecommuting and uh, I look forward to the day where I can uh, you know, I, I don't mind wearing the blue jeans, <laughs> not having to dress up so much every day, but I'm looking forward to where we can get back to a, a more uh, normal uh, life. So that's what I'm doing these days. All right. Well, Jerry, th thanks for your time. I appreciate you talking with me, and uh, don't work thanks. too hard. And the next time you feel stressed out, uh, go out back and shoot some free throws. I sure will. Well, listen, and I, I've really enjoyed talking to you and, and anything you can do to help, you know, spread the joy of sports. Uh, I do, I am also, um, I am on the board of the Kentucky High School uh, uh, you know, Basketball Hall of Fame, which is uh, set there in Elizabethtown, and it's a wonderful uh, organization, and, and we are uh, trying very, very hard to, to keep the tradition uh, and educate those uh, coming up through the ranks about, um, you know, the, what Kentucky high school balls meant through the years. And so um, if you guys get a, ch a chance, please check it out. And um, and I appreciate what you're doing to help, help us all, uh, uh, you know, better educate and, and be around the sports and, and basketball that we love. Right. So thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Jerry. Take care. We'll talk to you later on. Okay. Thank All right. you. All right. Bye-bye. My conversation with Jerry Grigsby, who graduated 1977 from McDowell High School in Far Eastern Kentucky. As I said, uh, Title IX brought girls basketball back to this state, girls high school basketball back as a sanctioned sport. But it came back her sophomore year, so she only got three years to play varsity. Her single-season scoring record is a record for the state of Kentucky for girls. She ranks first in most points scored in a single season by a high school girl. She also ranks third for most points scored in a single season by a high school girl. Ranking second is Whitney Creech, who, by the way, played at Jenkins High School, and Whitney is the all-time leading scorer in Kentucky high school basketball history but she got to play eight seasons at Jenkins High. Now, beginning with her fifth grade year and, and um, not taking anything away from her, she had a, a fabulous career, she was a fabulous player, but uh, Jerry Grigsby didn't get that opportunity. She only got three seasons with McDowell. So Whitney ranks number one, ranking number two is Jamie Walls and she played at Fort Thomas Highlands. 
This is uh, career scoring, Kentucky High School girls basketball. And uh, Jamie got to play six seasons at Highlands. So obviously that made a big difference. And then ranking number three all time scoring in Kentucky is uh, Jerry Grigsby, who played from 1974 to 1977, three years for McDowell High in Eastern Kentucky. So again, my thanks to her, enjoyed uh, talking with her, that conversation. And I certainly thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to comment on anything you hear on this show, or if you have story ideas, I'd love to ha have your story ideas, things you think I should be talking about, people you think I should be talking to, you can go to my website, and uh, that's KentuckySportsMemories.com. You go there, you can find my contact information, get in touch with me, KentuckySportsMemories.com. That'll do it for the show this week. Again, thanks for listening. I'll be back with you next Friday. I'm Gary Fogel, and I'll see you then.